Well, hi, girls. Um, <laughs> hi, it's Mickey, the podcast host who does podcasts sometimes, who puts out episodes here and there, uh, who has disappeared for the entire month of October. Typically, traditionally, historically, and famously, our favorite month of the year. Where have I been? Well, let's see. <laughs> right after I put up my two horror story series, childhood horror stories, that meant quite a lot to me. Um, I got the flu. And then I had surgery on my toe, which was a whole fun ordeal because turns out my podiatrist on September 20th, when I went for the first time to get the referral for the surgery, the office that they referred me to bounced it back that day. And then no one ever did anything about it. So I got to private pay for it. And if you've never had any gross toenail surgery, it's extremely painful and debilitating because you can't walk. Uh, let's see what happened after that. Oh, then I got my COVID booster. Shout out. That's a great thing, except it was horrible. <laughs> Of course, not to deter anyone from their booster shot. I think we should all get them and get the vaccine, please. But uh, I I famously, uh, and if you've heard me talk about it on other episodes with the other vaccines I got for like travel or COVID or flu, I always just have a hard time with vaccines. So my whole body hurt and I was coughing and I had trouble with my... Um, my breathing, I wasn't, I wasn't like passing out because I couldn't breathe. I was just a little winded. <laughs> that might be because I haven't worked out in a long time too because of the toe. Um, but oh, I had fever. It was just uncomfortable. But I feel great now. It only lasted about forty eight hours. And uh, what happened today? Today, on the last day of our year, knowing that Samhain is our witch's new year, I have on the other side of the same toe where I already had surgery this month the exact same affliction. I've never had it there before. It's extremely painful. <laughs> Trigger warning, little medical talk. The reason I realized it was the same thing was because I was cutting the nail last night to keep it nice and healthy while it grows back and recovers. And uh, the nail bed where it touches on the side was weeping, draining blood and other such substances. So I have to have the same surgery, I'm quite certain, because it's the best way to treat it and uh, stop a recurring issue because uh, ingrown toenails can be quite pesky once you get them the first time. And if not, I still have to have like a baseline removal where they still have to like cut and pull and it's quite painful. And you still have to go through the weird recovery process where you're soaking your foot multiple times a day, you're putting on ointment, you're taking antibiotics. Please be so careful with wearing too tight of shoes or if you injure your toenail and it breaks a certain way, just make sure that you're like getting in there and making sure it's not going too long without separating it from the skin or it will ingrow or the way you're cutting your nails. Just please, because it's been a nightmare. Why has this particular thing been a nightmare? Because after a long, almost 20 months inside, losing my job essentially because I couldn't travel, I booked a little trip for myself to Copenhagen, Denmark, and I'm supposed to leave in 12 days. But the thing is, I have to have this other ingrown nail removed, which means I'm going to have at least a six-week recovery. <laughs> at least the one side, you get to a point after about like three, four weeks where you're pretty mobile again, you're, you're solid, but the first two weeks are like horrible. I was on a walker, literally, because my mobility was so bad. So I just don't see how I can still go to Denmark dealing with the same thing just on the other, just about five centimeters over. I don't know why I said centimeters. That's probably not true. I don't know the metric system at all because I'm American. <laughs> but So that's where I've been. I've had a bad month, um, which let's talk about October for a sec, shall we? This is just going to be a little sad one episode, by the way. I almost was like, I've had a bad month. And also I 
feel like this October didn't feel right. I know that Mercury retrograde transit in Libra was like pretty rough. <laughs> it was not doing a lot of us favors. But I don't know, you know, usually when it, that slip over to October starts and you just feel the air change and it smells a little different and it tastes different. If you're like me and you everything you feel on your tongue, it's just like a little heavier, but a little sparkly and a little smoky. and It just feels so good. And you can, you can see better and your senses are sharper and it just feels like there's literally magic in the air. It never came this month and it never felt Right, like I almost feel like if, and this could just be me and my terrible, horrible, no good, very bad month, <laughs> but I, I feel like some other people have felt it. It's like, I almost feel like I could pick up a calendar and be like, oh, this was actually September. We're starting October in a couple of days because it just never, it didn't feel magical. It felt bland and flat. Usually October to me, you know, I just like download images uh, in my brain. <laughs> on a computer. Can you imagine if I was just walking around with a floppy disk? I'm 100. But usually when I think of October, it almost has this rolling motion to it, like mountainous and hilly. And there's a lot of peaks and there's a lot of valleys and there's like caves almost and like places you can just go in and explore. And this, when I picture it right now, it's just flat. It's just like grazing grass, just flat land. There's nothing there. So this October hasn't felt right to me. And I'm really curious if any of you feel the same way. Uh, and on top of that, it just wasn't a good October because all of the rest of it. <laughs> and now my trip will probably be canceled. And my one chance to return to normalcy after all this time that I've sacrificed because everyone else wants to be a selfish dumbass. And we could have had this over. Sorry, I'm trying not to like go hard on a COVID rant. But we could have had this probably you know, nipped in the bud within 12 weeks where no one wanted to just stay home and like do the right thing and wear a mask. And here we are. So yeah, not a great October. That's where I've been just kind of debilitated, immobilized, depressed. <laughs> but listen, the toe, all of our health, our health is always the number one thing. And there's, and obviously as witches, we believe there is a rhyme and reason to everything. And, you know, everything works out the way it's supposed to. We are on our journey. We're on the correct path. And if something moves us out of one direction, it's because we're supposed to be going the other way. So I'm not meant to go to Denmark right now if that's how it works out. And if it works out the other way and there's somehow some way I can still go, then I am meant to go and we'll rock with it. So even though I'm complaining because I just want to complain right now. <laughs> I've accepted it already, uh, even though it's only been like an hour since I realized how bad my toe is on the other side and that something's going to have to be done about it. But yeah, it just, please try to avoid ingrown toenails at all costs because you would think something so minimal could not throw your entire life off. But if you don't have your big toe functioning correctly and you can't like walk or put weight on it, it is abysmal and it, I cannot describe to you the pain. It, you can't imagine, it's the worst. It hurts so badly. And you think, again, like a tiny little toenail, how bad can it hurt? Oh, babe, let me tell you. <laughs> it's horrible. So anyway, uh, let's just do a little Samhain episode. I, that's what I was trying to get to earlier. But this month hasn't felt very magical to me. It just, it feels off. It, I don't know. It just Maybe it's just everything feels off now. But... I already have two Samhain episodes where we've talked about Samhain endlessly. And I did like the Salem Witch Trials. We talked about how to celebrate Samhain. And we talked about what it means. We talked about the correspondences and how to celebrate. And, you know, the ways I like to personally celebrate. So I was like, what else is there to say? <laughs> I want to just put out an episode. Well, I wanted to put out 
want to commemorate obviously this monumental shift for all of us and hope for the best and kind of just reset the conversation for myself at least and put better vibrations out there for when we flip over into November into our new year. Um, but I was kind of turning over in my head, like what else is there to say that I haven't talked about, you know, and I did the Sabbaths, uh, episodes like the big wheel keep on turning episodes a long, long time ago. So I talked about all the, the festivals then. So I think today we'll just do a reading, like I'll do a full three card reading for all of us and we can, you know, just see what the next year has in store for us. Hopefully good things. And oh, also, so the only way I've noticed really that we're in October, cause it hasn't been like my divination has been so much better and my rituals have been like so much crisper and I've been manifesting like a beast. I've just been having night terrors. Like that's the only way I know that we're in October because I, my body and my, my third eye and my subconscious mind can feel unconscious, conscious, subconscious, got it. Uh, can feel that the veil is thinning out and obviously it's at its thinnest in the next couple of days. And so I've been having severe night terrors almost every night. So October is here and it's happening. I'm just getting all the bad of it. But that just means my new year is going to be amazing. Fingers crossed for that. So let's do a three card reading. I don't have to shuffle. I, I mean, I do have to shuffle, but I don't have to do it where you can hear me. I'll be right back. So we'll do our cards and then we'll just do like a salad refresher. Because again, if you want to do like in-depth, I have in-depth episodes about salad um, and if you've never done my witch trial trilogy, was it when I did Salem, was it three episodes? I can't remember. It, was, it feels like a lifetime ago. But if you haven't, I those are some of my favorite episodes I've done. And I was doing research, honey. And in fact, I recorded them when I was like in Australia, um, when I was still traveling. So I put a lot of time and effort into those. So you should go check them out because I think they're really good. And I do know I just had a flash memory about screaming about Tichuba for at least 30 minutes. <laughs> in a Sydney hotel room. So I would really encourage you to check out uh, those episodes. And if you don't know about the Wheel of the Year or the Sabbaths or the festivals uh, and you want to familiarize yourself, like I said, I have those big wheel keep on turning episodes, which literally might be two and a half years ago at this point. When did I start this podcast? Are we coming up on year three? I don't know anymore. What is time? Who knows? But yeah, let's get into our reading. We'll do our sell and refresher. And I will bid you adieu for the end of this year, which has been trash. <laughs> All right. So, you know, if I've done readings on the podcast before, I always can kind of picture which cards are going to come out. And I, I was wrong. <laughs> we got Mary Magdalene, Rhiannon, which hello, and Kuan Yin gorgeous bread. I'm going to post it in the Facebook group so you can actually see what the cards look like. But I was so sure. I was so, so, so convinced we were going to get Kali today. But she's come out on the podcast a lot. So maybe she's like, girl, give me a break. Like I'm tired of telling all the same message of like destruction and rebirth. And I'm telling you, I'm tired of telling you to embrace the chaos. And I'm tired of telling you to like erase patterns and to cut cords and to let go. So like, give me a break. So we're going to go in another direction today. And start with Mary Magdalene. And her card's meaning is unconditional love. Love yourself, others, in every situation, no matter what the outward appearance may be. This card is a little difficult for me at times. Like, in any deck, I know that you, or even if it's not your personal deck, but just if you have an interest in oracle or tarot or goddess worship or working with goddesses, and hello, 
the crone goddess is the goddess that is connected with Samhain, which is why, again, I should be so hyped about today because, as you know, I'm an old crone full of gray hairs. <laughs> but Mary Magdalene is one I find I don't really connect with, and it might be, like, the Catholicism connection and me kind of, like, rejecting Catholicism as I've gotten older. But I think it's also the notion of, like, unconditional love because that's not something I necessarily believe in like my love has conditions because I'm a very big boundary person but then I understand that this card is really about unconditional love for yourself and then loving all people and all things through that action so it's not about like this position we're in especially as women here comes a feminist rant where <laughs> we're always expected to like give and give and give and give of ourselves and give of our light especially as empaths especially as witches especially as magical beings you know we attract people that want to suck the life and light and love out of us not to be like la live laugh love or whatever but yeah it's it's that we're expected to give but this is about like nourishing ourselves so much that we basically just like overflow with love for other things and it's a message that I tend to forget and it might also be because I kind of shy away from the whole topic of love a lot of the time but it is such a beautiful card to say like love yourself and that's the first message is love yourself love others and every situation now <laughs> again as someone who can who is a Scorpio rising um as someone who can be quite What's the right word? I'm a little grudgy. I can hold on to situations. <laughs> it can be hard for me to see things from a place of love because I do get very like intense in my feelings about things. And I I like to revel in the intensity of it and like the plotting of it kind of. Not I'm not a mastermind, like a what's a, an evil mastermind, don't worry. <laughs> but it is hard to approach things with love, especially when you do tend to be like very emotional. So I, I, I adore her message, even though I kind of shy away from her card a little bit. It's not a repellent thing. It's just the like, oh, I really need to hear this. This is a hard message. And it's so good for setting whatever intentions or what you're going to work on manifesting with your Samhain rituals and spells in the next couple of days to put your love for yourself at the forefront of that and setting love for yourself as a tone for the year. Because then again, it like we're pouring it so much into ourselves and it flows out to other people and other people can benefit from them. But it's not coming from a position of like we exist to pour into other people until we're empty vessels. So Mary Mags, I have a lot of love for you. <laughs> Sorry, I kind of reject this message and don't think about it enough. Like, in my day-to-day, -day, I think about Lakshmi a lot. I think of Kali a lot. I think of Guinevere a lot lately. Um, I think about... I think about Sarasvati a lot because I'm writing that book currently. Uh, who else? I think about... Oh my gosh. Una a lot because, I, you know, I'm in this, like, progressive part of my journey right now and I feel frustrated because I want to, like, get to the finish line, but I'm not there yet. I think about Artemis a lot, like just reminding myself the worst is behind me and I am guarded and protected and any trial or tribulation, tribulation at this point is just like par for the course, but it's not going to be my undoing or destruction because I've already <laughs> had that. So yeah, Mary Mag, like I don't always think about her and I don't always heed her and she's not at the forefront of my mind, but this is such a lovely message to start our new year with. So yeah, unconditional love is something that is for ourselves. I, I will say that I think it is good to have boundaries in place with ourselves too, though. Like maybe not unconditional love as in we indulge in like the more negative aspects of our personalities and mental health and uh, habits. 
like I shouldn't what's something I've done no I don't do anything because I stay in the house but um like sometimes I can get really into negative obsessive uh negative self-talk in my mind and I don't need to like have unconditional love for that where I'm like well I love myself and I'm perfect and I can do whatever I want so this is fine but more like I need to have unconditional understanding and compassion for myself which will lead to our last card um but yeah this is a really 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 good message and it is just about healing through love like sometimes you don't have to have the conversation you don't have to seek closure because closure is like a variable and who knows if it's something that truly exists but if you just have enough love for yourself to be like this is where the other person was wrong, but that's that has nothing to do with me. That is a reflection on them. Then that can be really, really powerful and really healing. Okay, let's go on to our next card before I keep talking about Mary Mag and this turns into like <laughs> I young love fix my life. So we have Rhiannon. Of course we do. Of course. <laughs> Girl. Okay. So sorceress, you are a this I feel called out. Do you all feel called out? You are a magical person who can manifest your clear intentions into reality. Let's read that one more time. You are a magical person who can manifest your clear intentions into reality. This card, I obviously love her. I love this card. I love that she has shown up on like this darkest of nights and the thinnest of veils. <sighs> but <laughs> I always kind of refer to her as like, so we have Maiden Mother Crone, right? And then I have what I call my auntie cards. Rhiannon's an auntie card because she is tough loving all of us, I feel. It's this message of like, you know that you are magical and you are special and you are different and you were made with this magic and this skill because you were meant to do something with it. So are you going to do anything? <laughs> are you just going to like keep complaining about it and not do your rituals and not manifest actively and not meditate and not light your candles and not make your moon water and not do your smoke cleanses and not take your ritual bath. Like <laughs> she is like a very, this is a call out card, but it's so magical to get her because she is a rare one. I think it's so interesting. She comes out when I'm addressing the podcast, a community, a coven of witches, um, because she doesn't come out very often if I'm just doing a reading one-on-one. -on -one. Because she, she bides her time. She only wants to speak to people that are like her. She only wants to speak to sorceresses, to witches, to warriors, to to strong, divine, you know, I don't want to just say women, but anyone that has kind of like that divine female energy coursing through them in one way or another. So she has chosen to, I always feel like it's such kind of a sign of respect when she pops out. So she has chosen to appear, <laughs> wow, there goes my voice, <laughs> sorry. Um, something a little after effects of the shot. But yeah, so she's chosen to appear to all of us, which I feel like is like such an honor. But she is here to say, what are you going to do with it? You have all this magic inside of you and we're at the end of the year. And what have you done? How did you look at the intentions you set, you set last Halloween? Did you start manifesting at the first of the month to see what would happen? Did you look back at what you manifested last time this year? What What are you actively doing? What are you chewing on? What are you hungry for? She's showing me this imagery of like, and this might be because she's so, um, horses, like that white, a white horse is so connected to her mythology, but she's showing me like a horse's mouth, like chomping away. And she's asking me like, what are you, you reaching out for? What do you want your teeth to grab? What do you want to chew on? What, what like 
is filling up your mouth and you're so hungry for it that you just want to chew and chew and chew until your jaw aches. That's the feeling I'm getting right now. And I think she's asking all of us that. Like, I know she's, to me personally, being like, are you going to write the book or are you going to be dumb? <laughs> are you going to write the book or are you going to just drink iced coffee and, like, be cute on Twitter and call it a day? And I hear it. But it's – I was talking to one of my best friends. Uh, I won't say her name because I don't want to, like, tell all her business <laughs> and be like, and this is her. and This is where you find her. But she is also in an arts uh, profession. And we've been talking about how she is doing so much of the work and she's so talented and she is doing every physical mortal thing she should do. And I was pulling cards for her for the last new moon. Not the, I don't think it was the full moon. What? I don't know. Who, who knows? <laughs> I don't even really actually believe it's October. So who knows? But the question that she got, I mean, the answer that she got was like, ask others for help, I think, or it was like, meditate on it. Basically being like, you can do everything in this mortal world and you can be all of the things. And a lot of the time, <clears throat> what it comes down to is like luck and connections, if we're being honest, big break, you know, but if you are doing all that, but you're not balancing it with the metaphysical side and the spiritual side and the magical side, I'm going to say magic 20 times in this episode, if I haven't already, then you're kind of doing yourself a disservice, put all of your power into it. So to me, I take the message as Rhiannon saying, okay, you're writing the book, but are you meditating on what you want the success of it to be? Like what what you want the opportunities to be that come from the book, like what you want to pursue, how you want it to grow, what kind of money do you want to make from it? And something that's so interesting about her card, and I know I've talked about this millions of times, is that it's manifest your clear intuitions. Clear is the key word of this card. I know when you hear it, you think you are a magical person. You're like, oh, who, me? Little old me? And that is important because she is here to look you in the eye and acknowledge what you're capable of in your own personal magic. Um, but what is really the message of this card is manifest your clear intentions. And we've talked about this so much, like, don't say, oh, I really want to manifest. Oh, I'm closing my eyes and I'm writing the list and I really want to come into my life uh, a, ba a big windfall of money. Okay, great. We all do, I think. But it's the difference of, oh, did I mention, speaking of money, that for every surgery I have to have on my foot, I have to pay for it totally out of pocket because my doctor doesn't take my insurance. Yeah. <laughs> so that's great. But... <laughs> Yeah, like we can all sit there and say, I want just money bags. I just want to be Scrooge McDuck. I want to jump in the gold coins. But to actively be like, I want $100,000 to come from this action that I'm doing. I want to hit $10 million. I want to get 50, like whatever the sum is. I'm just thinking in like 10s and 20s and 50s. No, I'm not great with numbers. But it's, it's about clarity because it's, I always go back to this like genie in the bottle thing, not Christina Aguilera's smash debut sim single, although it was her debut reflections. It doesn't matter. I love Christina though. Uh, ex Tina, but <laughs> it always goes back to like, if you're not specific enough with your wishes and your intentions or like that's a raven, it can always go awry because there's too many probabilities in the universe and too many variables. Listen to me talking math. But if you are as specific as possible, then that's what you're going to manifest. And so Again, it's not just like acknowledging you're a magical person, acknowledging that you're doing the work, but the clarity of the action is what's most important. So I think that's why she's really popping out to not just to say, hey, fellow witch, I see you and happy Samhain and blessed Samhain. But she's saying when you do your rituals, when you do your spells to not only again set off this time period where we're going into 
the most, we're going into the, the new year, but in the time period where it's the most potent and powerful of the literal year, please move with clarity. <laughs> please. And it is that balance of like, you can do all the work here, all the real world down to work, down to earth work. But if you're not putting in the other side where you're doing the spiritual work, I know that sounds like, I mean, like prayer and church. No. I mean, if that's what it is for you, then great. But I mean, you know, if it's the lighting the candles, it's the meditating, it's the manifesting, it's making the manifestation box, it's the, the, the smoke clearing and taking out like negative intentions, it's the cord cutting, it's, you know, the writing a check to yourself or whatever denomination you want this project to make, like whatever that looks like for you, make sure that you're not so focused that you are doing the tangible work, but you're not so focused on that, that you're forgetting the other side of it. Cause when those two things come together, it's like, it's like a powder keg. Like it's, it's so explosive. It's so powerful. It's like fireworks. So Rhiannon, our girl, but don't ever think for one second, she's not dragging all of us because she, is. she, I always, there's a card in my deck that is, is it breed where I'm always like, or is it Athena? Where the question, the thing, someone will ask me something. And I'm like, well, she's telling you that you know the answer. And also, you know that you know the answer. With Rhiannon, it's kind of like, well, what are you going to do about it? Okay, hi, I'm here. I showed up. You you said you wanted to hear from me. So here I am. And I'm confirming to you, you are a magical person. You are different. You are special. So we're going to do about it. <laughs> so, if you feel dragged, me too. Okay, lastly, we have Kuan Yin, which is compassion. Release judgments about yourself and others and focus on the love and light that is within everyone. So we've kind I mean, this and Mary Magdalene are kind of coming in in conjunction with each other. It's, it's the same message with a different theme. So we have love when we talk about Mary Mag. We have compassion when we talk about Kuan Yin. But it's, again, this idea of pouring it into yourself before you pour it into anyone else and then through you it can pour out onto other people but it's like I think I just got a notion of putting yourself first that is what we should be going into with this new year so putting that in conjunction with Rhiannon it's like yeah you have all this magic and all this possibility but if you don't even have the time or the self-esteem or the focus to pull it off, then what does it matter? And that's what that's when it just starts to sit and that's when it festers. And that's when she shows up and she's like, so are you going to do anything about it? Or are you just going to be like spiritually and magically congested? And that's a real feeling. Oh, maybe that's what I felt all month. Okay. Okay. They're making some points. <laughs> but yeah, with Kuan Yin, her focus is more compassion than Mary Mag, who is unconditional love. But it is, it's, it's forgive yourself. And they're both really big on forgiveness. It's like, have you done shitty things in your life? Yeah, we all have. Have you done them in the past year? Yeah, we all have. Have you done it in the past month? Probably. Have <laughs> you done it in the past few days? Certainly. Like we're living in a really, really rough time. And something I was talking to one of my friends about recently was like, we haven't processed any of our trauma because it's not over. Everyone's just, there's just like this pantina of approximating real life and we're all acting like it's over and it's fine but it's not and almost a million people have died in this country and we don't we haven't grieved as a nation and we still are like people are fighting masks and vaccines and it's just like we can't come together to like start getting over it because we're still so in the thick of it but we're all pretending like we're fine which is probably way more traumatic for all of us as opposed to when we were like really living our grief and our frustrations out loud and 
So yeah, compassion is going to be a really big thing because we're going to have to learn how to have compassion for ourselves again and pour that into ourselves and release judgments about things and to forgive ourselves and living in all this trauma where we're not even processing it. So it makes it so much harder. And I know probably like for me, the way I'm taking this card, and so you might have the same understanding of it, is I have to find my way back to having compassion for the other people because that's something I've definitely lost. Well, yeah, okay. Um, I'm still, I'm, I only, how can I say that? <laughs> like, commit this to a voice so everyone can hear it for all eternity. Um, I have lost a lot of my ability to have compassion for people that I see doing like black and white wrong. Whereas probably before the 2016 election, it was e easier for me to understand other people and like their perspectives. But I feel like we emerged into such a black and white world, no pun intended, after that election and then going into the pandemic that I, ugh, I have thought sometimes about people that are like, flouting everything about COVID, the people who like traveled the entire time, people who won't wear masks, people that won't get vaccinated, that are like holding the rest of us hostage, where I'll have like a nasty thought about them and then be like, oh, that's not right. Like you, you shouldn't be in a place where you think like that lowly of someone else. And so I don't like that about myself that I've lost my compassion for other people in that way. But it is because we've gotten into a situation that is so black and white and so life or death, literally. So maybe that's something that I'm personally being told, like, I need to work on my compassion more. And maybe you're experiencing the same thing where you're like, I don't, I'm at a point where I just don't give a damn about people that aren't doing the right thing. Whatever happens to them happens. Well, hopefully we're not really you know, going through life with that mentality because at some point it's going to hurt us somewhere else when we lose the capacity to like, I don't know, just have more understanding for people, even though it's incredibly, incredibly hard. So yeah, I think that's one like interpretation of this card definitely, but really she's showing me like just forgiveness, almost like taking any things you're holding on to like, oh, I, I yelled at my kid this day or I got into it with my partner and I like said this really hurtful thing to them or um, I forgot to like do this thing I promised I do for someone else or I really, I just like walked out of a job because I couldn't take anymore. I left all my coworkers, like whatever that thing is. She's almost showing me like, let it go to the very top of your head. And then just like pluck it out. Just like it's almost written on a piece of tissue paper. Just like pluck it out and like throw it up in the air. Because it's not for you to just sit and dwell with anymore. It's like release it to heaven. Release it to the universe. Release it to the world above you. Release it to the sky. Like whatever that is. Release it to another energy level. To another dimension. Whatever you believe and what that looks like for you personally. It's, you know when a volcano is puffing out smoke. Like rings of, is it rings of smoke or is that in cartoons? <laughs> You know how a volcano that is about to like actively have some activity, it'll send out puffs of smoke. It's almost like that. It's showing me like, okay, have the thought and then like, just like puff it out of the top and let it just go up in the air and let it dissipate and let it evaporate because it doesn't matter that much. We all mess up. So just forgive yourself and have compassion for yourself and the compassion that you build in yourself, you'll be able to spread out to other people and the rest of the world. And that is another wonderful way to look at starting our new year. So that is our reading. I'll put the cards in the group so we can all see it. Um, and then, yeah, let's just talk about Samhain a little bit. I really think even if you haven't listened to my podcast, I think we all like know. It's like, um, 
like rose quartz and, and clear quartz, it's like the first things you kind of learn when you realize you might be into the switch thing or it might be something that's calling to you. You're like, oh, Samhain, what's that? <laughs> so Samhain. It is a Celtic fire festival. It is the Witch's New Year. That's why I keep referring to it as that. It is the Festival of the Dead, the Festival of the Living and the Dead. It is the day that the veil is thinnest. When we talk about the veil, we're talking about the the curtain, the, the boundary, the border between our world and the world of the dead. So uh, that's why if you have been having more activity around you, if you've noticed, you know, little bits and pieces in your house where things might be popping off, if you've been having more... I don't want to say necessarily nightmares, but there is obviously like the darkness because the night and the winter are really setting in with the the passing of Samhain and going into November 1st. But uh, yeah, if you've been having more nightmares, if you've been having night terrors more frequently or for the first time or the only time you have them during the year, that of course is very common. And also you might be having a lot of visitations in your dreams. I had one with my grandpa not, not even a week ago and it wasn't a night terror, but it was him for sure. And it was, it's so interesting. It's, I, I, I'm sure for some people, it's like the person just comes to you in like a billowing angelic light and they're like, yes, I have this message for you and you're great and I'm doing great and I miss you and I love you and here are all the answers that you've been wondering since I left. But for me, it's like, I just see him with my family doing stuff. Like I think in the dream I had, we were setting up for Christmas and he was there. Uh, but I, I, I know it's a visitation versus a dream and I can't necessarily explain how, but it's almost like the comfort and peace I wake up with. Uh, I don't know. You just, you feel it in your spine. It just feels a little different. So if you've been having visitations in dreams, then that is because the veil is thinning out. So it's kind of just like, I always picture it where there's a hand like coming through a curtain and trying to like shake your hands on the other side. <laughs> like it can finally get through there. It can like permeate because it's so thin now. Uh, and that is what tomorrow, so Halloween, All Hallows Eve, actual Samhain date, and going into Toussaint or All Saints Day, which is November 1st, that is that it, like exact time period where it's just going to be like fair game. So if you don't want to have anyone visit you, <laughs> especially in your dreams, I would definitely say get some black tourmaline, um, get some obsidian because those are just protective, but they're shielding. So it kind of like bounces back whatever is trying to come poke at you and see what's going on. Because that's the thing about spirits. Um, you don't have to let them in if you don't want to, even if they're good friendly ones, it's up to you. You don't have to do it. I don't, I have talked about this a lot on the podcast and it's not like a judgment against people that do, but I am just not, I'm wary of opening the door for the good because the bad will inevitably try to find its way in. And actually I feel like the bad try, kind of like persistently tries to find its way in, even though they, even though they know my door is closed. Um, so yeah, definitely those crystals, a uh, soup with cinnamon and a sachet under your pillow or next to your bed. I've done this new thing recently where I will make um, a triangle with three cinnamon sticks and then I'll place black obsidian and uh, black tourmaline or jet or even like smoky quartz or just any of your like darker crystals. I'll place it in there or it rose quartz would be good too because it kind of like radiates out love. So it kind of hits any <laughs> bad vibes, you know, and pushes it back. Malachite too. Let me just name all the crystals. Or <laughs> also amethyst obviously because it promotes peace and calm and tranquility. But I've been making a little just triangle out of three cinnamon sticks because they're particularly protective. And I put my crystal in the middle. So it just makes kind of its own little symbolic, like ritualistic shape. 
And it, I feel like it emanates energy when it's all connected together like that if you want to try. So yeah, you may have more intense dreams in the next two days. Sleeping on your back will give you sleep paralysis, aka <laughs> night terrors. So also try to be careful of that. But yeah, like there's ways to beckon it off if you don't want to do that. Now, oh wait, let's do some like correspondences just if you want to do an ancestor altar. Ancestor altar is basically, or if you want to do a salmon altar, a salmon altar, <laughs> your salmon altar, a salmon altar will be, I could, I did a whole episode about the word, with the word altar, right? To this day, I say it all the time because, you know, witch stuff. To this day, I cannot get it right. So just bear with me, please. But a Samhain altar will be just like any other one you set up throughout the year. If you do one, you know, for summer solstice or, uh, uh, oh my God, I can't remember, Letha. Uh, or if you do one for a Beltane or if you do one for a Yule, you know, or if you just do one because you feel like you want to focus on different things during that point, that will be your, you know, normal altar. And you can do an ancestor altar, which means that you just bring in things that are reverential into uh, your ancestors. That may be things that you materially have. You have like old, you know, jewelry. If you have, uh, I'm trying to think, like old coin collections, pieces of clothing, a pipe, anything, a flask. I don't know why I'm going so. <laughs> Apparently my ancestors were old sea captains. I don't know why I'm going in that direction with it. But yeah, it's more a dedicated space. You would put on things maybe like uh, marigolds or sage or rosemary or mugwort because it helps with communication with them. And also it is very like in reverence and uh, in respect to them. So you can do an ancestor altar with that. You can combine them together and make your Samhain altar your ancestor altar if the focus of your Samhain is about... Um, you know, getting in touch with your ancestors and showing them respect and hearing messages from them, things like that. So let's just talk about the different correspondences you can build your altar with. Although, well, no, Samhain's not till tomorrow, so you have a whole day. So this is a good time to pull out your cauldrons. Jack-o'-lanterns are a symbol of Samhain. They do correspond, pumpkins, obviously. Uh, so if you want to get like a little one, even those little bucket ones, I feel like because, like, you know, when we talk about witchcraft, it is serious. You know, it's it's who we are. It's very serious. But it's, like, you don't always have to have, like, a hand, a, a pumpkin you picked at midnight. We're bad witches, right? A pumpkin you picked at midnight that you hand-carved under the full moon and you blessed with frankincense oil. You know, it's, like, you can just get one of those cute, like, uh, pumpkin Halloween pumpkin jack-o'-lanterns that kids used to trick-or-treat and that can be representative you can use it on your altar like those teeny tiny ones and then it becomes it can become a memento in your family like it's great to have fresh from the ground things to work with because of the magic they carry but it's also great to have little tokens and trinkets even if they are trinkets and they're not like the most expensive elaborate thing that you can pass on to your kids one day or pass on to like another witch in your life that maybe you're mentoring so yeah, you can go get a little jack and lantern. I was just saying that because that's what I used to trick or treat with. And I was like, wait, where is it? <laughs> I'm going to pull mine out. <laughs> okay, so um, other correspondences symbolically. Owls, black cats, bats, besoms, so brooms, um, fire, and mask. So that's where we do get into the tendency of like covering your face and covering your body and appearing as something else to scare off uh, any bad energy that might be looking for you. So colors are black, orange, dub, brown, red, yellow, gold is silver. Uh, gemstones are carnelian, jet, obsidian, black tourmaline, smoky quartz, selenite, labradorite, uh, anything in that dark, uh, deep black 
family are also like black iridescent, so like Labradorite, are good crystals to use for this time. Um, foods. Ale, apples, beef, bread, cider, gourds, mold, wine, nuts, anything that you would find in the fall. Did I say pumpkins? I think I've said pumpkins like seven times. <laughs> are good now. I was going to say corn, but I feel like corn is almost like tamped out at this point. That's more of a, a um, autumn equinox kind of decoration and, or food to celebrate with. And then you would move away from that by the time we get into like this more winter space. Herbs, allspice, calendula, catnip, mandrake, mint, nutmeg, sage, thistle, rosemary, mugwort, marigolds. I already said those. Am I forgetting any? Did I say thyme? Thyme, cinnamon, am I forgetting any? Probably. <laughs> and then like we said before, your goddesses are, oh, also Hensbane and Belladonna, but obviously like don't work with anything that, or Hemlock, like don't work with any, any deadly nightshade, um, don't work with anything poisonous because uh, they're extremely toxic and can really hurt you or kill you. So please, please. I know when we hear like Belladonna, wow, I said that's so country. I know when we hear Belladonna or uh, like deadly nightshade, it sounds so exotic and, and amazing and beautiful and it is beautiful, but like don't mess with it. <laughs> it's, it's just, you know, err on the side of caution. Same with if you do a sow and uh, bonfire because fire is really big. Obviously, this is a fire festival. Please be careful. Please. If you'd rather keep your fire to lighting candles in your house, I say go for it. If you want to get a small cauldron and do stuff like in a protected space with water nearby. But sorry, that was Mama Donna and our um, our head witch in charge and <laughs> sugar baker. Uh, I'm not a familiar because she does not care about any of this stuff, but she is a little nuisance. Uh, they came in to see what I was doing. So if I already said the goddesses, sorry, I'll just say it one more time. If I did, if I didn't, here we go. So it is the crone goddesses. So we're talking about Serdwin. Um, I never know how to say her name. We've had full episodes about this. Hecate. I picked up Hecate at some point, and I do think of her as Hecate now, but Hecate, 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 H-E-C-A-T-E. -E. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, Kali, Rhiannon, um, oh my gosh, Sekhmet, who else? Who else? Oh my gosh, why are they all slipping my brain right now? It's because Shook came in and she was like true ta Tasmanian devil form. <laughs> Think, but yeah, you're crone. So, and you know, if you haven't listened to any of my goddess episodes before, we have uh, the three aspects of the goddess: are the maiden, the mother, and the crone. And it also kind of like goes throughout the wheel of the year where the evolution of the goddess figure is like the virgin and she is fresh and she is new. And we've talked about virginity at length and what that symbolizes and if that's problematic. So don't worry. I don't think being a virgin just makes means you're fresh and pure and wonderful. I mean, it's wonderful, but you know, it's personal. Uh, and then is pregnant and then is the old lady. And this is where we are at the end of the year because we're it's coming to an end now. And that's where we have the crone aspect. So yeah, maiden mother crone, and this would only be associated with the crone goddess because of the time period that we're in. There's someone I wanted to say. Why can I not think of who it is? Serdwin, Hecate, Kali. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Who is it? I'm going to stop recording and she's going to say in my ear, girl, how did you leave me out of this? Rhiannon already said her and obviously she showed up. Okay, well, I well it remains to be seen. We'll talk about it next. Sound.
<laughs> so uh, yeah, any of those things that you want to <clears throat> use to build your altar or to build an ancestor altar in particular or kind of combine them together, just make sure if you're doing the ancestor thing, you can make an ancestor tea, which I also have a full episode about called ancestor tea. You can go listen to. Um, or again, you can just use like little tokens and totems of your close ancestors, like close loved ones that have dearly departed um, or you're dearly departed. I don't think it's that they have dearly departed. <laughs> oh my gosh. I need to go lay down. I've had too much stress this month. Um, but if it's a further idea of ancestor where you're trying to like reach back, 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 you can have more things that kind of just represent the idea of that connection. Um, or if you have something that is old from your family, then like we have really old glasses in my family that have old, uh, like our family insignia what's the right word crest <laughs> I don't know what the right word is but like a symbol of of our family and we have pretty old wedding rings I don't know we just hold you know Catholics hold on to everything my family's Catholic so we just have a lot of stuff like that old rosaries oh my gosh rosaries for days rosaries that literally have the paint and ornamentation uh rubs <coughs> rubs off of them because they've been used so much so anything like that that reaches back a little bit further than perhaps like parent, grandparent, you know, you can go further into discovering more about who you are through the people that you've come from. Um, what else? Oh, I did want to talk about my two favorite ways, ideas of celebrating. And we'll just end on this of celebrating Samhain is the dumb supper, which I have not done before, but I think I might try it this year pause. I know I just said I try to keep the door closed on spirit. <laughs> However, they're knocking anyway. And so I am a little, a little curious. And I feel like it's important to my spiritual evolution to maybe open the door a crack when the veil's already thin. And then I'll be better at closing it once it starts to thicken back up, which it's going to start to do. So if you don't know what a dumb supper is, it is where you prepare a meal in silence and you set a place for, like, so if I was doing it four people, you set a fifth place for a spirit to be present um, and you eat in silence. And so it's not so much about like the laughter and the talking and the communication with the people that are present with you. You know, most of the time people you talk to on the phone, people you text, you talk to uh, IRL, but it's about communing with the spirit that you're welcoming to the table and holding space in this quiet to hear them as well, especially because like it's the loudest they can be during the year. So I have like for quite a few years been really intrigued with this idea of a dumb supper. The thing is, I'd have to do it by myself. So I don't know if they'd want to come to my dinner party. <laughs> is that a date? Actually, <laughs> I'm the only one there. <laughs> Maybe that's all I'll, I'll meet my soulmate. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but it is something I would like to do because I, I also like the idea of eating and silence because there is so much to be heard and different ways to enjoy and like take in the kind of like sensual moments. I don't mean sensual, like sexual, but like the, the senses being engaged and also just seeing what, what would be present and manifest. But yeah, that is what a dumb supper is. If you've heard of that, obviously it is a, it's such an interesting day because it is about death, but it's immediately about rebirth and it is about honoring and it is about a, a bit of like understanding our own mortality and a bit of sadness, but it's also reverence and love and happiness and 
re-experiencing those feelings you had with your loved ones and all the love they have for you and also like a joyous celebration of still being alive and still having time to do things it's it's a layered day and it's a layered celebration so doing something like a dumb supper can be a little more intense and a little more I don't want to say morbid but just it's quiet you know but at the same token, you could just host a big feast for your friends and just scream and laugh and drink and have the best time. And both of them honor this day. So if you want to try one or the other, um, go for it. I would say if you do the dumb supper, it's again about clarity and specificity. Be as clear as you can be about what you are willing to welcome in and what you are not. And also always make sure that you have any of your protective charms and tokens and to totems around you. Um, what was the other thing? Oh, and the candles in the window. Did I already talk about that? I don't think so. <laughs> so that is my other big thing for Samhain. And it's because for the holiday season, pretty much immediately after Samhain for All Saints, my grandparents would always put three plastic candles in the window that were just in the window and lit up you know, everything for the rest, for the next two months and through Christmas or whatever. And so I do just have like a sense of home and connection and comfort with that. But when I learned about the candles in the window, like the white candle and having the flame in the window as part of my witch journey, I was just obsessed with this idea of like you put the candles in the window so the spirits can be guided onto the next portion. They can, you know, see and follow the light and go to where they need to go. And I just love that concept so much. I love that it's warmth. I love that it's like us showing love to them. I love that it's us getting a chance to guide them when they like do so much for us and our ancestors and like our angels and all that like protect us so much and have our back so much and sacrifice so much for us to like for the better generation to be better hopefully. And so I really like the idea of like you have these windows and it's just it's not like a dump supper where you have to be it's dumb by the way d-u-m-b not dump like you're making a big potluck not potluck what's it called? What's that big thing that you pour a bunch of ingredients into? Like you just dump them in and it cooks for a really long time. It. Oh my gosh. What is that called? <laughs> a crock pot. Like a crock pot. I, that's what I was trying to say. Potluck. And you dump everything in. And you mix it together and it cooks. And you come back. It's like a really good like meat falling off the bone. So and so. Um, so it's, yeah, it's not dump. Like you're dumping everything in. It's dumb. And dumb represents silence, which problematic. Because <laughs> I think it comes from the this like, um, this idea of someone being like deaf and dumb and you're mute because of that. But obviously that's not that doesn't correlate. And it's very problematic to say that. But I think the terminology just hasn't updated since back then. So if you would like to call it a silent supper, I think that is a nice variation on it. Um, anyway, sorry, now my dad has come in <laughs> and Suge is still trying to break the door down. But as I was saying with the candles, I think it is just beautiful that it's instead of a supper where you have to be very present, it's like you put the candles in the window, you help guide them out. And it's just a way to like acknowledge and just be like, hey, I haven't forgot about you. And also like, let me help you on your journey. So I think we're going to wrap up our episode there because who knows who may pop in my room next to say hello. But if you would all please uh, light a candle for me and my foot situation, I would be forever grateful because it is going to end up costing me about $1,000 for the several doctors I've had to see and the weeks I've been delayed doing it because my doctor's office messed up so badly that like I had to go find a private doctor to do it because they messed up everything and never just followed up on it. And I would still be 
like wobbling around today had I not just been proactive about finding a doctor and paying them a lot of money. So when I have the surgery, if I have to have it again, it'll end up all of this costing me about a thousand dollars. Yeah. So if you want to light a candle for me and my toe and maybe if Denmark can work out and if that doesn't, then whatever opportunity is pushing it out of the way, which is actually meant for me, please, you know, say a little something for me that it arrives whole and fully formed and with clarity and with the right intention set because I'm ready to embrace whatever that thing might be that could be replacing the plan I made. Because you know what? Something I've learned in my nearly 35 years on this planet is I have no clue what I'm doing. <laughs> it's amazing you all listen to this podcast. I have no clue what I'm doing. And every time I make a plan, the universe has a better plan. And it's going to show me that it has a better plan. So I'm just, I'm going to go with the flow. Because what else can you do? This is my stage of grief where I reach acceptance. So thank you for listening to me complain at the beginning of the episode. I feel a lot better that I talk to all of you. I am wishing you the most blessed Samhain. I hope it is magical for you. I hope that it is powerful. I hope you manifest. I hope you are clear. I hope you feel like the baddest witch on the blog. Uh, if you're not doing a full like Samhain celebration, I hope that you have an amazing time with your kids, with your family, going trick or treating, eating, watching scary movies, eating snacks, Reese's peanut butter cups. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I watched. Uh, no, never mind. I was gonna say how I watched the Goosebumps haunted Halloween movie last night because I'm 12 and I was like, I love Goosebumps. And tell you a whole thing about gummy bears in it, but who cares? Um, but yeah, I just hope what self care, you know, whatever makes you feel good in this most sacred time to all of us, because I know we've all had a rough a rough few years to say the least. Um, I hope you get a chance to indulge in that. I am wishing for so much magic for you in the next two or three days. I'm hoping that your new year starts off with so much magic and so much beauty and so much positivity and so much light and so much love for yourself and so much compassion for yourself and so much acknowledgement of yourself and who you are, which is once again, a bad witch. I love you all so much. You deserve all the good in the world. Please keep me in your thoughts. Please keep me in your rituals. Please, you know, do a little spell or something for me because I've been going through it. But I know that I'm meant to go through it because what is waiting for me is so much greater than what I could have imagined for myself. So once again, I love you all. Blessed be. I will talk to you soon. Blessed Samhain. Happy Halloween. See you all on the flip side. Mwah. Love you. Goodbye.